Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm interested in your thoughts on the photo shoot our prime minister engaged in with his wife for Vogue magazine. Really? With the terror threat occupying the minds of people everywhere? With the pictures of the slaughter in Paris and San Bernardino still fresh in our minds? We have to see in an international fashion magazine a photo spread of the Prime Minister of Canada exchanging soulful looks with his spouse. Really, this is the time for that? Maybe it's just me who feels that the timing is off. We'll find out. I'll open the phone line shortly. Um, yeah. Prime Minister is also saying that he insists that our CF-18 fighter planes are going to be withdrawn from the mission bombing ISIS. Apparently, some of our support aircraft might remain, but the Liberals are saying they don't know which ones just yet, if any. But the Prime Minister has decided that not only he, Justin Trudeau, but Canadians everywhere want the CF-18s to stop bombing ISIS. Here's what I want the Prime Minister to do. If you follow me on Twitter, at The Roy Green Show, you will have seen this in the last 20 minutes. Here's what I want the Prime Minister to do. Mr. Trudeau, I want you to go and meet with those pilots the Canadian pilots were flying those CF-18s. I want you to walk right up to them, look them in the eye, face-to-face, man-to-man, and tell them that you're ordering them to turn their backs on their fellow coalition pilots and return to Canada. You tell them that. I'm joined by Major General Lewis McKenzie, retired Canadian general who was the commander of all UN forces in Bosnia during that terrible war, and General McKenzie, I don't know how you feel about what Mr. Trudeau's decided to do, but I have some real, really serious issues with the Prime Minister and what he's telling us we want. I didn't ask you when we talked the other day, General, I didn't ask you for your thoughts. Mm-hmm. What are they? Well, it's, I find myself in an interesting uh, position and taking consideration of some things that's happened lately. By that, I go back to a couple of months ago, and I was very much against our participation in the bombing campaign, primarily because you can't achieve very much by bombing without any kind of exploitation whatsoever. So it's really wasted, particularly when you have an obsession with avoiding civilian casualties. I mean, we weren't even bombing the phenomenally long convoys of oil tankers because the lawyers told us we might kill the civilian drivers, although I don't know why ISIS wouldn't be driving the trucks themselves. But nevertheless, that's the type of BS we were going through. Two things have changed in the last month, and funnily enough, Paris is only number two. Number one is the fact that in Sinjar, for example, in uh, northwestern Iraq, where the Peshmerga, who we're lucky enough to be with, as opposed to some of the more cowardly elements in the Iraqi army in the south, uh, in fact, were successful when there were American and Canadian participation in airstrikes in support of a ground assault, which retook the city. 
And that's the way you have to operate. And I know it's problematic in Syria because we can't dig up any Muslim forces to participate in the ground force. But this was very, very successful. And, and that's a big change. And if we continue, we, the coalition, continue to exploit success by combining airstrikes and land attack, then I'm all for them staying. And I think the timing of pulling them out is really an embarrassment. It's, it's a shame. Now, the good news is, on the other side of the argument, the two Aurora aircraft, who they're often frequently referred to as reconnaissance aircraft, they have a capability that's superior to anything that the Americans have, let alone anybody else in the coalition. They are really, really important. And considering we were only flying somewhere around 2 or slightly less than 2% of all the uh, ground attack missions uh, with our CF-18s, and a lot of them, in the majority of cases, were coming back still with their bombs attached because they didn't have clearance to, to bomb the target, or there were within the rules of engagement that wasn't possible. These aircraft, the Aurora, are more valuable than the CF-18s because they're targeting. They're giving targets to the very overwhelming American uh, capability that's there. So a long-winded way to say that wasn't in favor a few months ago. Things have changed. Timing's really, really bad from a coalition point of view that our guys have to pack up and leave. How are they going to feel about it? Uh, yeah, they won't. Well, it's not the same folks, right? I mean, there's 600 over there, and you wonder, why the hell do we need 600 uh, to look after six F-18s, uh, two reconnaissance aircraft, and a refueler? Right. The transport airplanes that come and go on a regular basis. It's because when you come back with your weaponry still attached, there is an unbelievably complicated and, dare I say, dangerous situation to, I'll use a civilian term, to defuse these things, take them off the aircraft, make them inert rather than ready to go, and put them away somewhere safe. It's very labor-intensive. And now I'm being facetious because in the Air Force, you know, you have to get eight hours sleep at night. There's a motel somewhere and you have to have three good meals a day sort of thing. So it tends to increase the size of the organization. But in all seriousness, uh, it's a very large contingent. And, uh, and a lot of that contingent would have to pull out and, uh, and come home also. But the... Yeah. But I, how do the pilots I, feel? General McKenzie, how, how do those pilots feel? They, I would imagine they've bonded. With, with those other pilots in the coalition. No, now the Canadian Prime Minister says, yeah. you're going home. Yeah, and not only that, but they have people in the uh, headquarters, uh, the control centers uh, uh, throughout that particular area. We won't say exactly where, uh, where they are helping with the targeting, etc., and the control of the aircraft. So, I mean, they don't, they're not, they're not like you and I looking at the big picture. They're not like anybody else in Canada, much less the PM looking at the big picture. They're locked into the day-to-day -day routine and the responsibility. They get their orders, they uh, carry them out, and uh, they've done that. No casualties, that's the good news. In fact, we haven't had casualties in Gulf War One, in Serbia, uh, sorry, yeah, Serbia, Kosovo, and, and Libya. This is our fourth war without a casualty. I'm knocking on wood now. But uh, that's why politicians like this, Roy. It's relatively safe. You know, there's not a lot of risk involved. I was looking at a story in uh, ipolitics.ca the other day. Despite a call from the U.S. Defense Secretary for Allies to do more in the fight against ISIS, the Canadian government is refusing to confirm whether it will keep surveillance and refueling aircraft in Iraq and Syria after the CF-18s are pulled from the mission. Yeah, and I don't know why that... Make a decision. 
Yeah, I made that recommendation, not that it makes any difference to anybody, but I made that recommendation over a month ago. I mean, that's the compromise. If we have to compromise, and for some reason they can't bring themselves to continue to afford dropping very expensive munitions, uh, then for God's sake, at least leave the reconnaissance and the fueling capability, because it's extremely valuable to the coalition. And I don't know why they didn't make that decision almost immediately after after Paris, for example. I think they're embarrassed, or they're confused, or they're incapable, or all three. Mm, the, The fact that I can't even guess to explain it, it tells me I'm totally confused and don't know why they haven't made that decision. Right. I, I mean, even when it's made now, because, I don't know, civilian politicians frequently think that you can make a decision and it'll be implemented one way or the other within, I don't know, 48 hours or so. These things take a lot of time. That's a small village that has to be moved back to Canada. You have to have your coalition partners go through all the adjustments that they have to make uh, with the removal of the force. And, uh, you know, planning doesn't happen just for tomorrow. Planning happens for a month or so out. So it's a little bit unkind to our, I won't say our NATO allies, to our coalition allies that, uh, you know, it's the same thing with the refugees. I mean, if there was one thing that was lacking in the plan for the refugees was the inability to tell people ahead of time what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. I mean, so they, they haven't judged their timetables very well on serious international issues. Maybe there's too much time spent doing other things. Photo shirts. <laughs> Selfies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the picture. <laughs> I like the pictures too, but the timing isn't the best. Yeah, I know. When in your mind's eye you still see Paris, when in your mind's eye you mm-hmm. see San Bernardino, and then you see these photographs, and I'm glad he and his wife are in love. I'm, I'm so happy for them, and I really am. I'm genuinely, genuinely happy for them. But the timing is it's just terrible. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's, uh, it's just terrible. It's... Uh, and I and, and I see the new defense minister sort of biting his lip a little bit because I'm sure he's the type of guy that would like to make decisions, and even if they're unpopular decisions, make them, yeah, defend them, I gather whatever. That. And I got a funny feeling he's, he's he's a little bit constrained these days. Right, General. Thank you for the time. My pleasure. Have Always good, good talking to you. Thank sure. you, Major Bye-bye. General Louis McKenzie. On the Roy Green Show on the Cordis Radio Network. My number is one triple eight two two five eight two five five one triple eight two two five eight. Two five five is the number. A couple of things. I would like you to share with me, share with all of us, your thoughts on, uh, on on these things, on these items. Number one, should the Prime Minister of Canada face those pilots who are flying the CF-18s, attacking ISIS, should the Prime Minister face those pilots face-to-face, man-to-man, and tell them why he's calling them home? Why they have to turn their backs on their fellow pilots and leave the mission. Particularly at a time when our allies are asking for more contribution. Should Mr. Trudeau face those pilots face to face. And tell them why he's doing what he's doing. They won't argue with him. They won't complain. They're military officers. They'll salute and go about their business. But their facial expressions may tell a story. So I'd like the Prime Minister to do that. He loves to have his picture taken. And so, what do you, do you think, do you agree with me, and feel free to disagree, always. Do you agree that the timing 
of the Vogue magazine photo shoot with Mr. Trudeau and his wife, Sophie, is just horrible. Given we all still have mental images of the pictures we saw from Paris and San Bernardino, it's just terrible, terrible timing. You may see it completely differently. You may say, nothing wrong with it, Roy. 888-225-8255, my number. Roy Green, Chocoris Radio Network. Should the Prime Minister face those pilots face-to-face and explain to them and tell them why he's sending, calling them home? And was the timing of the Vogue magazine pictorial of the Prime Minister and his wife, was the timing just terrible? Or is it okay? 888-225-8225. We're coming right back. I've seen a, a tweet suggesting that the Defense Minister, Harjit Singh, may have said Canada will not pull its CF-18 fighter jets from the combat mission in Iraq and Syria if it degrades the overall capability of the coalition forces. I've looked for that information elsewhere, and I haven't seen it. But even so, if that is true, that is just hedging a bet. That's just hedging a bet. Even if that's true, uh, they wouldn't pull them out if if, uh, if the uh, overall capability of the coalition forces degrade ISIS from what I... And I've only seen one of those tweets. So we'll keep looking. But our number is 888 Your calls on whether... Whether the Prime Minister should face the pilots. Also the Vogue photo shoot. Is this the right timing? Seriously, folks. Is this the right timing? And if you want to throw something in about the, uh, the climate change agreement, 195 nations have signed. Feel free to do so. Canada's on board with our government delivering and promising 2.6... Well, promising so far, $2.65 billion dollars. $2.65 billion. Uh, I've got a caller from Toronto, but I don't know your name. What is your name? It's, it's Bill. Hey, Bill. Sir, there was a bit of noise in my ear there. You're talking about the climate change. Go and Google Leonard Nimoy, uh, Global Cooling, 1970. Uh, we were going to freeze over. But anyways. There were reports. There were stories about that. And they, there was also a Time magazine story that was readjusted, Bill, it was changed from the original to make it look like a headline that was predicting global cooling, but that wasn't the time headline. It was just switched around and people believed it. Uh, I just look at Leonard Nimoy was wrong. Al Gore okay. is probably wrong. And Leo DiCaprio. What do you think yeah. should happen as far as the prime minister is concerned with fighter pilots? If he's going to pull them out of Syria, should he be facing them? He wants to talk to everybody else, it seems. Well, you know what? I hate to really agree with you. 100%. But honestly, why wouldn't he go and do that? Go sit down and spend four hours in a room with these guys, talk to them, see what's going on. Go and spend three days, watch the operation, get some feedback. You know, what can we do better? What are we doing wrong? Is this a waste of time? What more do we need to do? Well, the pilots aren't the guys who are going to give you that information. That's going to be coming to you from your generals, from the the allies. It'll be military intelligence that provides that. But if you've made the decision during, during the election campaign that you're going to withdraw the fighter planes, then I think, given the, 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 the preference the prime minister has for cameras, go and face those pilots and tell them. Because when he says Canadians want that done, he's not talking for me. 
Well, there's that show on TV where the CEO goes in disguise and goes and works with the guys on the shop yeah, floor. Yeah. That's, you know what? You're going to get some of your best information off those guys. Take them in a room and say, look, okay. say whatever you want. Tell me the truth. Okay, Bill. I appreciate your call. We're going to continue with your calls at AAA-225-8255 in the Toronto area. 416-870-6400 is the number. And we'll continue with your calls on whether the Prime Minister should face those pilots. The timing of the Vogue magazine pictorial of the Prime Minister and his wife. And if you want to say a few things about the climate agreement, same numbers. We'll come right back with you. Jeff is in Edmonton calling us on the Green Show at 888 Jeff. Hey, Roy. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I don't know where to start with this uh, new administration. But anyway, <laughs> um, first on... It is a little puzzling, isn't it? I totally agree with you. Just bad timing. And I don't think anybody much out of the Toronto area cares about his family and his marriage and everything else. So I wish he'd just drop some of the... Well, the yeah, but the, if you look at the lefty, the left-leaning left mainstream media, they're describing this Vogue photo shoot, Jeff, as a repositioning of Canada's image. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the only prime minister recently that would even care what if the world knew about him and his family. He's just that egotistical. Um, I mean, Harper, I think, was too private and didn't get out enough uh, to show his face. But I don't. He wasn't that egotistical in that he really thought other people would. Yeah, care the timing's just bad. The timing is so, just bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. Um, as as for as for. Uh, Trudeau going in front of the troops. I think he should, um, especially in that decision. I think Canadians also need to realize he isn't actually their commander-in-chief like the U.S. president is of their forces. Um, I think our, our Department of Defense chief is, is actually the, the commander-in-chief in Canada. But well, The prime um, minister's his boss. So. But he should, he should, yeah, at least yeah. go face the troops and, and have that discussion with him but uh tell those pilots face to face quite frankly i knew he didn't expect to win the election but uh he should have had some of that kind of thing planned out when he was campaigning anyway and and ask some of the generals and ask some of the the people what the right thing was to do if he was that forward thinking hey jeff and and such a leader appreciate your call thank you very much triple a 225-8255 if you're in the toronto area 416-870-6400 you can also use that anywhere else in canada but it may cost you a dime or two to make the call using that line. Jim is in Toronto. Jim, go ahead, please. Hi, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. I just want to make a quick input on what you're talking about. Yes. Um, I, I do agree with what you're saying, that Mr. Trudeau should face the troops in, um, in making this nation-changing decision and not sending Canada to bomb ISIS. At the same time, I, I believe um, we should know how he feels about the situation in Syria. Does he... Not want to send Canada in because we haven't been invited like Russia, or is he afraid that we might have terrorist attacks here? Because he says he wants to defend our nation against terrorism here, but we have to also go at the root of it. We can't just sit around and do nothing. I don't know what he's afraid of. I mean, I don't know what his motivation is. He has said that he wants Canadian troops as trainers in Iraq for Iraqi forces on the ground, which has been welcomed. But I don't see the point, other than it was an election campaign. I think during the election he was trying to separate himself from Stephen Harper as much as possible. And so he made this pledge to remove the fighters, and now he's he's sticking with it, even though the Allies are calling for increased participation and help. It's just really, it, it, it's, to me, it just looks like amateur hour. 
It does. I think we deserve to hear a statement from him on how he feels and why he made this nation-changing decision. Yeah. Uh, you sound like a young guy. Yes, sir. How old are you, if you may ask? I'm only 22, sir. Okay, the reason I ask is there was a poll yesterday, released yesterday, and I really appreciate, Jim, that at 22 years of age, you've got your head into what's going on in Canada and in the world. Good for you. But 22 years of age, I wasn't that smart. So I, I, I admire you tremendously. Um, but uh, there was a poll released by Harvard University that says millennials aged 18 to 29 in the United States, they want to see Donald Trump squaring off against Bernie Sanders for the presidency. What do you think of that? Those are people your own age. Donald uh, Trump, Bernie uh, Sand- Sanders. I see that Donald Trump right now is, is gaining a lot of um, support in his wanting to take America in an extreme direction because people are tired of being deceived and deceptionated by president after president. And so they, they see a glimmer of hope in Mr. Trump as taking America in, in that right extreme direction. It's going to change everything. So do you like that? I mean, do you see something, you're a young guy, do you see something attractive in what Trump is doing? It's, honestly, I see it as too extreme and too far-fetched, but at the same time, we never know if that might be a good thing. That might help. Okay, Jim, thank you. Stay engaged. Stay involved. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the call. All the best to you. Thank you. I found that really interesting. 18 to 29-year-olds, 18 to 29-year-olds are uh, saying it should be either Donald Trump, those uh, young people who are Republican supporters want Donald Trump, and the Democrat supporters, the uh, young ones, 18 to 29, they want Bernie Sanders, not Clinton, Hillary um, Jim is in Calgary. Going to wrap this up for us. Jim, go ahead, please. Hello, yeah, Jim. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Roy. Just a uh, couple of comments on uh, Justin uh, Trudeau facing the troops. Uh, he would need more than post-it notes and a teleprompter to sit down there and talk to those troops. You sound like very an ex-military little, guy. Very little experience. I mean, if he didn't, his last name wasn't Trudeau, he'd be pumping gas in Rosemont, Quebec. <laughs> There's some pretty pretty hard-edged remarks coming the Prime Minister's way. I just think that if he's going to speak further for all of us and say that he is speaking for us, and he's going to do something as significant as pull the, the fighters out of, uh, out of um, the attacks on ISIS, and he should face those fighter pilots face-to-face, man-to-man, tell them what he's doing and why, and we should be able to witness that on on uh, on our uh, screens. We see pretty much everything else he poses for. 